What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Take Three podcast. Uh, I am uh, Brandon, usual host here with uh, my guy, Alex, as usual, same business. We're here on a Wednesday evening, obviously early week. We get a three-game uh, doozy of a slate tomorrow for Thanksgiving while everybody's uh, enjoying the holiday. Um, not really the greatest slate I've ever seen, or arguably probably the worst slate that I've ever seen, I think, um, at least in recent memory. I can't remember three games that I've been less interested in going in but then i mean at least we got sunday that really saves us we got some really great matchups uh pittsburgh cincinnati division game bucks go to bucks go to indy uh tennessee and new england battle it out we got obviously the eagles and the giants now i'm kidding on that one but we got the uh chargers denver we just got a lot of like teams close records battling it out uh teams that are trying to get themselves into the uh, wild card picture playoff picture I'm doing the things. I mean, sitting here Wednesday night, how are you feeling? Looking at week 12, a lot of close spreads. Obviously, we pick every game. Those are kind of weird picking those. But, um, yeah, how are we feeling on a uh, Wednesday night? Um, decently confident heading into the weekend. Uh, I went with a lot of favorites this week. There's some definitely some close spreads. And uh, I just can't get over that the NFL gave us three terrible games for Thanksgiving. Yes, some of them look better earlier in the year when you scheduled it. But, man, it's unfortunate that our three games are not great. For Turkey Day. Yeah, facts. I mean, so we'll just fly through those real quick. Those These games this year didn't even earn a uh, slide, in my opinion. Usual, if it was a decent slate, probably would have. Jameis Winston's playing for the Saints, I'd probably make a slide. Or if it's the Raiders from um, the first four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, um, it probably squeezes in there. But, I mean, we got the Bears, Andy Dalton, Matt Nagy, rumors of being fired, taking on Tim Boyle, and uh, the 0-9-1 Lions, great way to uh, have your brunch, breakfast, Thanksgiving. Uh, any quick thoughts on that? I, there's not really much, to be honest. I don't even think Lions and Bears fans have quick thoughts. Yeah, that's a game that is happening. Uh, I'm taking Chicago two and a half. Maybe Detroit gets their first win, but uh, not excited about this game at all. Maybe uh, if I'm Detroit, it's going to be a lot of DeAndre Swift. And if I'm Chicago, I also think it's going to be a heavy running game. So I don't know. Running the ball, bad teams, not a great game. Facts. Yeah, it'll be. Um, yeah, if they run the ball, hopefully it'll be quick. Right. Gets off the TV quick. Um, yeah, I also went Bears two and a half. Getting galaxy brain myself into trusting Tim Boyle, who uh, in college threw one touchdown and 13 picks and has carved out four million dollars. Um, yeah, we're not rolling with him. Uh, moving into the afternoon, Jerry World, obviously, uh, he gets a game in Dallas every year on Thanksgiving. They get another cupcake one. It feels like every year they get they somehow get a cupcake uh, Thanksgiving game tailor-made to them. Beat up Raiders team, dysfunctional Raiders organization. Team's kind of falling apart. Perfect spot for the uh, Cowboys to get to 8-3. and three. They fell, uh, looked pretty bad. Obviously, I'm not sure if CD's going. Uh, I believe Amari's still out COVID. The uh, the defensive ends are still beat up and Tyron Smith. I don't think he is playing any uh, quick thoughts on this one. Yeah, I actually like the Cowboys here. Seven and a half is a lot. Uh, I think they bounce back. The defense has continued to play well. They'll play well again. They'll get some time to game plan. You get a slight chance at CD lamb at receiver, but even without him, I think they should be able to run the ball in this Vegas team. And I think they uh, bounce back and cover the spread. Yeah, I think they win. I went Raiders seven and a half, just a lot of points with all those missing links, but I could easily see them just routing the Raiders. The Raiders are that dysfunctional. I'm just taking my chance that uh, eight points is a lot short week injuries. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, moving in, nightcap, Bills six and four, Saints five and five. Saints trying to hold on to slim playoff hopes. They are fading fast with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Hey, look, they just got Taysom Hill, a brand new 
uh, $40 million deal right now. could be a $95 million deal. Weird hybrid deal. Depends what position he plays. Who knows if he'll even play uh, tomorrow night. Uh, line is now up to six and a half. Um, any quick stuff here? The Bills, it's a game where they probably have – this is like a must-win. It's a must-win for both. The Bills really want to get things back going. But I don't know. Dennis Allen and that defense, they find a way every week to kind of make it tough. I went Saints six and a half. Trust in the defense, short week. Obviously, uh, the running back situation, not the greatest thing. But I'm going to take a shot to the defense, carries them again and attacks Josh Allen, and he hasn't really played great football the past uh, couple weeks. Yeah, Josh Allen in that offense is worrisome. Um, they don't really have a run game to begin with, and that's New Orleans' strength. So hopefully they can attack them through the air. I have the Bills bouncing back. I got them to cover the spread. Uh, both these teams are – close for the playoffs and especially Buffalo because all of a sudden New England is alive and hot and they have a, a very good chance to take the division from Buffalo. So this is a big game for Buffalo. I expect them to bounce back. I'm worried about their defense. Their defense has been very good this year. Linebackers are beat up, but New Orleans doesn't have their running backs to take advantage of it. Trevor Simeon can only do so much. So I like Buffalo to bounce back, but once again, not terribly excited about this game. Uh, it looked good on paper if everyone was healthy. That's not the case, but I'm rolling with the Bills. Yeah, facts. Nothing uh, Nothing going to uh, close out our Thanksgiving slate. We'll see how it goes. Something could turn out to be uh, halfway decent. I don't really expect it, though, to be honest. Um, Yeah, simply, let's get into some real shit now. We got the uh, Sunday slate. We're going to kick it off here. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers going on the road. Uh, Taylor does different teams. When they go on the road, they seemingly are pretty damn bad as we watch them uh, lose in New Orleans lose um in washington they just seem they're a uh, weird team uh when they go on the road uh, they're facing a team in the colts that's kind of hot right now carson Wentz not great but he's doing enough 100 yards a week's enough jonathan taylor obviously the lead man in the graphic he's been doing his thing the man is on fire right now but one big stat is the bucks have not allowed a hundred yard rusher from scrimmage with a touchdown to a running back since Dalvin Cook week 14 of 2020. That's their strength, right? Are you going to run it at the strength? Vita Vea is not there. I'm not sure if he's going to play this week. He was week to week uh, with an MCL sprain. If he's back in the middle, that causes issues. But I mean, they're seemingly a better run defense than they are obviously with the pass defense. The secondary is kind of beat up. Um, it's, it's, what do you see here? It's really the Colts. Are they going to be able to stick to the script, right? The script the past couple of weeks has been run, 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 uh, take all the pressure off Carson Wentz. And, uh, if they somehow get behind or if the bucks come out uh, a little bit better on the road than we're used to them coming out so far this year, um, will the Colts completely fold huge game kind of for uh, both sides. The bucks don't want a fourth loss. They want to keep up there in the chase for the one seed and the Colts chasing, obviously they're kind of in a division. Now, when you look at if the Titans start to falter some more, we'll get into them, but they're still pushing for a wild card slot. So, I mean, what do you, uh, what do you see here when you look at the bucks and the Colts with the line at uh, bucks minus three? Yeah, I really like this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. One of the better games on Sunday, for some reason, I had a weird feeling like in the, preview of the season i kept saying when we did the preview for the colts and for the bucks i had this game circled as a colts w it just felt like one of those games is in indianapolis uh you made a point that the bucks have kind of struggled on the road well it's kind of an opposite for carson Wentz. he's playing much better at home than he is on the road this year so it's at home the defense has been playing well for the colts uh 
I think no AB again, which is weird to say, but that does make a difference. You got Gronkowski back, so that offense started to get rolling a little bit on Monday night. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting's back for cornerback, which definitely helps. That made a big difference for Tampa Bay as well. But I just like this Colts team. The defense is playing really well. Jonathan Taylor has been virtually unstoppable because he went into Buffalo and beat up a really good Buffalo defense last week. And yeah, it's going to be a hell of a test against this Bucks team. Like you said, has not allowed a hundred yard rusher since Dalvin Cook. Um, I think there's a chance that could uh, that could break this week with Jonathan Taylor. He's been so damn good. Uh, you get the Colts at home in the dome and they get the points. I just like Indianapolis here. I think it's going to be a really fun game. Hard fought close. Uh, you can never count Tom Brady and the Bucks out on the road, but I like Indianapolis to get it done. I think it'll be close. And especially with them getting points at home. I just, I feel good about the Colts this week. Yeah. Preview. Um, I believe this is another one. Yeah. I think I circled it. I'm going uh, Tom Brady, uh, the Bucks. Yeah. I rolled with Bucks minus three and Tom Brady. I just think that they're, they're going to figure it out on the road. Yeah. No AB, but uh, Gronk's back. So he gets at least one guy that he's super comfortable with. And it's uh it's hard for me to just see the Bucks getting ran over all day by uh, Jonathan Taylor, like the bills did when that's the strength of the defense. And it's hard for me if it turns into like a quarterback V quarterback match for uh, Carson Wentz at this point, to really outgun Tom Brady. Um, I just don't see it. I mean, yeah, the defense could maybe force that time into some bad throws. We've seen a lot of uh, probably his worst throws of the season on the road. I mean, he has nine touchdowns, five picks on the road compared to 20 and three at home, but I'm just going to take, um, I'm going to figure that they uh, get the uh, road woes out of the system, go in, face Carson Wentz, uh, force him into some mistakes, get him doing some stupid shit and um, find a way to win. But I do expect that. I mean, it, it could be close. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow uh, Tom Brady looks like garbage on the road again. But hey, my faith is in the uh, GOAT against uh, uh, one of the guys that in my city I thought was going to become one of the GOATs. And uh, Carson Wentz, but he just didn't do it. It's just hard for me to see Jonathan Taylor uh, going apeshit against the Bucks front. Well, the the other thing for me in Indianapolis is offensively is I don't if they get into a shootout. I think Frank Wright is smart enough to not have put it all on Carson and expect Carson just to make great big play throws. I think he's smart enough to get like little plays underneath and still get Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield, not just running, but receiving. So like, I, I expect a smart game plan from the Colts, even if it turns into a shootout, I don't think they're going to just put it all on Carson, hopefully, because that he tends to make mistakes here and there. We've seen it many times. So, and Tom Brady's made some mistakes this year. So it's going to be interesting. And if it does turn into a shootout, I have faith in Frank Wright to make adjustments and he's just a smart coach. So I expect him to put Carson Wentz in favorable positions, even if they're, even if they do have to throw the ball a lot. Facts. The Bucs do allow the seventh most points on the road in the NFL at 27.6 compared to 16.8 at home, which is the second fewest. Uh, another stat before we close this up, Tom Brady's 8-0 versus the Colts since 2010. So he finds a way to beat the Colts, and he's obviously played the Peyton Manning Colts. So, hey, we'll see how it goes, though. This is the tale of two teams on the road. The Bucs kind of – it seems like they want to push and uh, secure that one seed and get home field through the NFC the way they play at home. But, um, yeah, we'll sure see. Um, keeping it moving, we got another good one that's kind of randomly turned into a, a super interesting matchup, obviously, with the Patriots surging right now, really figuring it out. Bill Belichick uh, and Josh McDaniels seem to have a ton of trust now in Mac Jones. He's doing his thing, making smart throws. He's really making every throw they ask of him. The run game's pounding, and the defense is uh, attacking opposing quarterbacks and really playing uh, up to their potential when you spend that much money. Uh, on that defense in the offseason, you're getting what you want. And then, obviously, the Titans coming in, beat up, no Derrick Henry again. Uh, they cut AP. 
Um, they're just bad, right? Ryan Tannehill was really bad last week. Touchdown, four picks. Um, wasn't good, and we're starting to see the Titans kind of sputter, and that's what's bringing the Colts back into this thing, and that's what's making the uh, Patriots kind of more interesting when you watch Buffalo start to sputter, you watch the Titans start to sputter, and then you see Bill Belichick and his boys only getting stronger as the season goes. Games in New England, uh, the line's up to seven, which was crazy. I still rolled Pats minus seven. I said it, obviously, on the recap. I believe last week it was that, yeah, I'm all in on the Patriots, at least right now. And, um, yeah, I had to do it. The Patriots uh, at home, I mean, they've only allowed 10 points a game. They're allowing 10 points a game since week seven. So, I mean, they're playing lockdown defense. I just don't see the Titans with Derrick Henry really being able to attack and expose this Patriots defense. I think it's going to be a long day for uh, Ryan Tannehill. And I expect another good day out of Mac Jones, good, efficient day. Um, They're doing everything right now. What do you see here? Yeah, I was looking for reasons to lean with the Titans and Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel, ex-Patriot, going back to New England. And uh, it's not his first time. Obviously, they had playoff matchups and they played since. But I was looking for reasons to pick Tennessee. But, man, it's hard to be positive on Tennessee right now. Seven points is a lot, but New England is giving up nothing. Uh, We've seen it many, many times that Bill Belichick likes to take away New England's best weapon. There's a funny old NFL clip when they – uh, played the Bengals back in the day with Chad Ochocinco and he goes to talk to him pregame and says you can just take the day off and he goes come on coach he goes you can take the day off and he's basically shut down Bill Belichick loves taking away number one weapons and the Titans only have one really good weapon right now right no Derrick Henry you're not really worried about Jeremy McNichols or Deontay Foreman tearing you up Julio Jones isn't playing so really just to me it's AJ Brown right and he's beat up he left the Houston game last week he did come back finish the game but he's clearly beat up Uh, all the attention is on him. So it's like, I don't know where Tennessee goes offensively to where they can produce enough plays and move the ball down the field enough. Cause I think with history tells us that new England's going to do a great job on AJ Brown. And even if AJ Brown were to ball out, I don't think it's enough production to get Tennessee where they need to go. And I have a hard time just seeing how the Titans put up enough points in new England. And then I didn't even mention yet the other side of the ball. I don't trust Titans defense and Mac Jones has been slinging the ball. Well, the run game's going. So it's like, Everything points to New England to me, and like the seven a point seven points is a lot, but I took New England minus seven. I I think they get it done. It's hard to see how the Titans get it done here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing for that Titans defense since week seven, they've only allowed 18.6 points per game and they're allowing 27 points a game through weeks one through seven. But I mean, I'm with you. There's just not going to be enough on offense and it might be a little bit too much uh, trying to trust that defense. And they're they're just a streaky unit that I mean, we've seen we've seen you can't really uh, you can't trust them when they lose games to uh, Houston and they just yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, yeah, they're facing too smart of a team. Bill Belichick, Steve Belichick. They will uh, lock up A.J. Brown. And as you said, even if he gets loose, they just have nobody else, right? They don't – it's really – it's kind of sad to watch because, I mean, this Titans team with Derrick Henry, they were quite the uh, quite the spectacle because they had the legit threat out of the backfield and then that opened up their whole play-action game. But now it seems to be turning into it's going to be a little too much on Ryan Tannehill. Uh, the group of running backs they have, don't trust any of those guys. Um, Patriots on a five-game win streak. Uh, they just have everything that I like now in New England. And uh, one more thing, Vrabel, he's one and four against a rookie quarterback since uh, 2018. Yeah, since the Vrabel era started in Tennessee, they're one and four against rookie quarterbacks. So, I mean, they're they're running into the uh, probably the wrong rookie quarterback, too. If, they, if they're facing a Trevor Lawrence, uh, you probably take that. But, uh, yeah. What do Which you is weird to say now. That's funny to hear that Mac Jones is playing much better than the uh, picks before him, but he's been very good. 
Yeah, he's very uh, fortunate the system he's in as well. They kind of got him set up to do uh, everything. They got the defense rolling, and it looks like, yeah, I'm going to take Patriots. I think they're going to roll the uh, Titans, which is crazy, which is really going to set up uh, an AFC East war with the uh, with the Bills pretty soon. I believe they play in like a couple weeks, uh, if not a week. Well, um, there's a, there's also a chance the Bills lose to the Saints on Thursday night, and then New England has all the more motivation to take a uh, – to uh, take an advantage and uh, take a lead on the division. Exactly. I expect on New England, um, Mike Vrabel, pro tip, 7 of 14, Max Jones, touchdowns have been caught by Hunter Henry. You might want to take out Hunter Henry. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, take a take a tip out of your uh, your old coach's playbook of taking away weapons. But hey, we'll see if they uh, we'll see if they do that. But I expect all New England. We're both in on New England, so they will probably lose now that we've both said uh. that. <laughs> uh, let's keep it moving. Late afternoon game. Uh, really, I think it's America's game of the week on Fox. We got Matt Stafford and the Rams coming off a of bye week, playing a couple disappointing weeks of football, uh, a little hurt, thumb injuries. But I mean, it, we expect more when you go out to LA. That stars shine brighter in LA, as they say. Um, so they're coming off a of bye week, heading into Lambeau Field, and then they're facing a beat up, kind of bruised, battered, beat up Packers team, lose a close one to uh, Minnesota last week, but they lose more than just the game, right? Aaron Rodgers, I believe they said it's a broken toe. Uh, on the foot. So it's not turf toe, but a broken toe. They obviously lose the left tackle. Uh, Bakatiari is not going to play as well. He's still recovering, had another knee surgery after the ACL surgery that ended last year. Um, Aaron Jones is still out. So they're beat up and it's kind of weird. And we don't know the Matt Stafford thumb thing. The line's literally a pick em. So, I mean, Vegas is still saying, hey, it's Aaron Rodgers at home. Uh, don't rule them out. He can pull some magic out. Obviously, he's going to suit up. I just trust the Rams. I don't think they'll play three straight bad games of football. And I think uh, the bye week really helps let them refocus, let Odell get in there, uh, re, uh, or find his way into the offense, right? Find a little bit of chemistry, uh, give those dudes a break. And um, yeah, I think they come into uh, Green Bay, take care of business, beat up Packers team, kind of bad time for the Packers to really go up against the Rams um, coming off the bye week. How do you see this one uh, playing out? So normally if I got... Aaron Rodgers at home, given points, plus one after an overtime loss. I would hammer it, right? That feels very good. He's Aaron Rodgers. It's at home. But you you mentioned just the litany of injuries and, like, losing the left tackle was huge to me. And then not to mention Aaron has the toe issue. And then I believe they're still missing one of their linebackers. Green Bay is just beat up. And then you have the Rams who have had two bad games in a row. They had to spend their whole bye week. Uh, no one was talking about the Rams. There's been negative news about them because they haven't played well. I would assume they come out here firing, look good after the bye week, try and get some things straight and take advantage of a beat up Packers team, especially Aaron Donald. No left tackle. I don't know how that offense's line, offensive line is going to do. And it's not a good time for your offensive line to be hurt when uh, Aaron Donald and that D line comes to town. So to me, I'm leaning the Rams. It's only a one point. Uh, spread so it's more of just a straight up pick them I think the Rams bounce back uh, it's hard to for me to think that they come off a bye week and lose three in a row even if it isn't Green Bay and Green Bay's hurting but at the same time we saw Aaron Rodgers odds against some no receivers go in Arizona and went on the Thursday night game so it's, it's hard to pick against Aaron you're never I, I'm never comfortable picking against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay but I have to lean towards the Rams just because of circumstances. This, this is going to be a lot to overcome. And if Green Bay wins this game, it's going to be very impressive. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
It was a weird one. I didn't know Matt Stafford's 0-16 in his career versus teams that entered the game five plus games over 500. Obviously, he played with the Lions. Uh, so, so some unfortunate business there, but just super interesting to see that. I mean, when we look at Matt Stafford, a uh, pretty probably pretty damn good quarterback that's kind of not getting a fair shake. But it's just interesting. You would think that he'd be able to scratch one of those out right at some point in the career. But I'm right there with you, right? I just the 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 stacked up injuries. Uh, for the Packers leans me away from them. Wouldn't be surprised if they could get the job done because that's just Aaron Rodgers. But I think now that Aaron Rodgers is hurt uh, along with the group, it kind of it shied me away from them even more, right? If it was a completely healthy Aaron Rodgers and just banged up guys around him, I'd be like, maybe he can pull this shit out of his out of the uh, hat. But I just don't see it now that he's part of the injury uh, crew, even though the uh, Packers are at home, obviously. It kind of, I almost went Packers right before we went on. I was like, dude, maybe I just go Packers. Maybe I'd be the only guy. Uh, them at home but uh yeah i mean i'm more interested to sit back and see can the rams get the offense going their last two games they've only scored 13 points a game kind of concerning turnovers sacks um have they used the bye week to kind of shore up the holes get the o-line uh, back in order and kind of figure things back out i'm super interested to see how they i expect a good uh, packers defensive game right they got shredded last week i expect them to come out at home uh kind of in that 425 primetime slot and uh, play a little bit better than they did last week. But, um, yeah, I'm rolling Rams. I don't expect them to play three shitty games in a row. And I think the offense coming out of the bye will figure it out. Not to mention, this is a pretty big one for both teams. Because if tiebreakers come in, come, like, if those matter down the road, because the top of the NFC is, like, really close. There's a chance the Bucks lose to the Colts this week. Dallas lost last week. Arizona's still looking good. But the, the top NFC teams, I mean, Green Bay lost last week as well. So the top NFC teams is getting shooken up. Like tiebreakers might really matter down the stretch. So this this outcome could really impact the playoff seedings. Yep. It's a battle for that. Uh, yeah. Battle for that top seed is it's still uh, it, it's still alive in the NFC. Obviously, the uh, Cardinals nine and two have a little bit of an advantage, but they only got a one game advantage on the uh, field. So both of these teams, yeah, they're going to gonna they're going to want to get that win. And um, yeah, we'll find out. I'm uh, yeah. It's also the uh, Rams defense as well. Can that defense uh, do their thing? Obviously beat up. Yeah. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, let them attack and um, yeah, figure things out. I think they got it. But Aaron Rodgers, he shocked us before. Wouldn't be surprised if he uh, shocks us again. Wouldn't even really be shocking because it's Aaron Rodgers. But, hey, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tune in Sunday. Um, moving on, Sunday night football uh, is in Baltimore. We got the Browns, Baker Mayfield, all that drama surrounding that team. They seem, obviously, I believe they're headed towards a divorce. It just doesn't seem. It seemed what, what felt like a match made in heaven when he first got there. He kind of had that swagger. The guy that was not counted on the Browns, obviously, have sucked um, my entire life besides these past couple of years. So he was kind of the guy, perfect fit for the city, blue-collar guy, blue-collar city. And um, we're kind of seeing that dwindle as this season progresses. They're still 6-5. and five. Um, obviously they squeaked out a win last week against the lions, 13 to 10, ugly one. And then we got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Obviously I'm assuming he's going to play the illness. Um, seems to be gone. They probably wouldn't be a four point favorite if Vegas didn't assume he was going to, uh, suit up Sunday night. So we got to see how those guys get. It was a weird week last week. Uh, Huntley obviously against the bears can't really judge anything, uh, off of that. 
But um, yeah, we go in here. I mean, I assume the Ravens are going to get back and take care of business. They're at home. The Browns, they just don't have the sauce. Obviously, they still have Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt was activated. Uh, he should play, but I just don't trust Baker Mayfield to uh, to get the job done. But I mean, on the other end, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and Greg Roman and those guys, they got to get their offense going because weeks one through nine, they were scoring 27 uh, points a game. They're down to weeks 10 and 11, 13 points a game. That's a uh, it, it's an issue. You got to get the offense rolling. Um, don't get stuck getting shut down by one single defense. And um, yeah, it's really kind of it's interesting. You know, the Browns want to run the ball division game. Uh, should be a good one, although I'm not like jumping out of my seat for this one. I'll always tune in to watch Lamar Jackson play. It's just that it's that exciting. Um, but yeah, I went Ram or not Rams, Ravens minus four. I think the Ravens will rebound, beat up on the Browns and uh, send Cleveland into more disarray. How are you feeling? Though? Yeah, I, Cleveland, I think, is just kind of falling apart offensively. They weren't able to get anything really going last week against Detroit. They were 11-point favorites. They squeaked out a win. Um, The Browns' defense, I thought, has underperformed as a whole throughout the year. They're playing better as of late. But then Baker in that offense just has not gotten anything going. Baker probably should have shut it down when he got hurt and not tried to play hurt. It's probably hurt him in the long run as – He's in fight for a contract, and I don't think he'll get the contract that he wants or maybe even the offer that he wants. So, like, I'm, I just been very low on the Browns right now. They're not the team I thought they were going to be. Their roster on paper is so talented, and they are clearly on paper one of the best teams in the AFC, but it has not played out like that on the field. And they've just struggled, and to watch them struggle against the Lions, I really thought they were going to go out and kick the Lions' ass and get it back, get it going again, and we're going to be back on another week where the Browns look good and maybe they're legit, but they didn't look good, and I, I don't have a lot of faith in them. I expect the Ravens to get it going. Uh, but you made a good point. The offense really needs to get it going for the Ravens. Last time we saw uh, Lamar Jackson was Thursday night against Miami, and he had a really poor performance. They lost the game. So I'm, I'm thinking Lamar is going to be fired up, ready to go. He hasn't played in a little bit. It's Sunday night. It's a division game. He's going to want to show that the Ravens are legit. They're still one of the top teams, the AFC. When, they, when he's on the field, they roll. So it's like I got nothing but faith in the Ravens' defense, and I expect Lamar Jackson to get it going again. They're, they're just too good and too talented offensively not to and the Browns are on the other end are trending in the wrong direction so I'm all Ravens yeah Ravens kind of plateaued they've scored 16 points and uh or fewer in two straight games for the first time since weeks three and four of 2017 when Joe Flacco was playing quarterback so it's been uncharacteristic for the Ravens offense to look this bad and then on the other side the Browns have scored 14 or fewer points in five games this season including four of uh, Baker Mayfield's last five starts. So the Baker uh, Mayfield Browns are really, uh, yeah, they're really just not getting the job done. And yeah, you hit it now on the head with him probably not getting the contract. There's enough Vikings teams out there though that where he'll get something like it just not originally how I thought, like when Josh Allen got paid, I was like, cool, he'll, he'll get a huge figure somehow, but he's kind of played himself out of that battle and through this injury and uh, not looking good. And kind of the Browns, yeah, their defense hasn't been great. But um, so, yeah, I expect the Ravens and uh, Lamar Jackson to figure things out, look better and uh, put on a show on Sunday Night Football. What better uh, what better stage against a divisional opponent to get things back on track and uh, absolutely abuse a divisional opponent? It's no better feel good story than that one. If you're the Ravens and uh, really put yourself back up there as every other team in the AFC seems to fall apart. Yeah. And the AFC North is going to be shaken up this weekend because there's 
uh, it's two divisional games and all the records are so damn close. So the winners of this weekend are going to be in a much better, better position than the losers are because we're running out of time to make up, uh, make up losses and make up uh, record differences. Yep, exactly. It's uh, yeah, it's a good time for the Ravens to get the show back on the uh, the road, get a win, take over, and uh, show show us why you're the best team in the AFC or potentially the best team because they'll probably lose next week, and then we'll be right back at the drawing board with the uh, top of the AFC. But yeah, all Ravens this week. Um, yeah, let's swing it in the Monday Night Football final game on the docket. Really, not even a uh, highly anticipated one. We got Russell Wilson and the beat up Seahawks. And um, yeah, he's going to Washington, take on the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke obviously has kind of given them some juice lately. Uh, winners of two straight, they obviously beat the Bucks, and they go on the road, beat the Panthers. So he's kind of given them uh, a little bit of juice. They're having fun. It seems like he's uh, just finding ways. He's just playing football, right? Like he's not trying to do too much, as Ron Rivera said. Just go out there and play football and be yourself. And that's kind of what uh, Heineke has. He has a little bit of swag to him. I honestly, I like watching him because he's just like he's the guy nobody expects, and he just doesn't care. He goes out there, does his thing, and uh, has Washington uh, kind of crawling back. I don't really expect much about him, but I mean more. Or is on, uh, can the Seahawks do anything that resembles decent football going on the road? I don't really expect it. I went Washington. I just don't trust the team around Russell Wilson at this point. And, um, yeah, what do you what do you see here? It's not like the greatest Monday night primetime game. It's just – it's really Russell Wilson. Can he will his team past uh, Heineke and the Washington football team? We're kind of surging a little bit and figuring things out. I will say this about it being a Monday night nationally televised game is at least it's going to be competitive. Uh, at least it won't be a blowout. But I had a hard time picking this game. You have Washington back-to-back wins. Like you said, the offense is starting to get going. I believe Curtis Samuel should be back and Logan Thomas Monday night. So that's two more weapons. That's a big deal, actually. And then the defense, I don't, I don't they've played better, but I don't know. Are they going to be – there's no Chase Young. There's no Montez Sweat. Um, they played better the last few weeks. It looked really bad the start of the season. I don't know if they can sustain that. Now, you're playing a Seattle team that has not been very good. Uh, for the record, I took Seattle plus one and a half. I had a hard time picking this. I just think this is Russ's third game back. He had Arizona last week, couldn't get really get anything going, and then he came back Green Bay. They lost 17-0. to zero. The offense could not get anything going. So, I don't know. Does Russell Wilson and his offense stall for a third week in a row? At some point, I hope the future Hall of Fame quarterback can get his offense going, even though it's a bad roster. And I'm hoping it's on Monday night because eventually something has to give right. I mean, or maybe not. Maybe they just spiral all the way towards the end of this era and this season. But I would like to put a little faith in Russell and those receivers that they can get some kind of offense going. Washington's defense has been better, but nothing spectacular. I don't know how long they can keep that up, especially with no Montez Sweat and no Chase Young. But I, I'm worried. I think this is a close game. I don't have a lot of confidence in picking Seattle. I'm really just roll, rolling with the Hall of Fame quarterback, hoping that he can finally get something going on the road. It's a very close game, plus one and a half. It's a close spread. But I'm worried about it. I mean, Washington gets weapons back, and they've been playing better. They're at home. It's It feels very coin flippy to me, and I simply just chose the better quarterback. 
Yeah, I went with just the the hotter overall football team that has a good vibe uh, surrounding them. Uh, obviously, Washington's defense not a great unit. You lose Chase Young, but I mean they've just they've just went out and they've done enough. And I don't know how great you have to be against this Seattle team. Obviously, they have the weapons yeah. of DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett, but the O line's terrible, and it's just I don't know if you have to really rise to the occasion. The Seahawks team for the first time really in the Russ era, just looks super dysfunctional. Pete Carroll at the end of the line, as we continue uh, to mention that, I just don't know if there's enough there with Russell Wilson. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out, fires it up on Monday Night Football and uh, does his thing, but I just can't. I don't know, this Pete Carroll era, it just seems like a complete spiral. Russell Wilson, yeah, third game back. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say and defend them their offense has been bad it's really a team that has to be carried by the offense and if the offense isn't going to have uh, everything clicking then I don't know uh what to what to say I mean they have a worse O-line than the Bucks, and the Bucks got uh the Bucks got chewed up so I mean Russell it's really gonna have to be some Russell magic on Monday Night Football and uh, I just don't know how much magic uh, around that team is left if we haven't seen it against the Colt McCoy Arizona Cardinals at home then I don't know if we're really going to see it a week later on the road across the country and uh, that's that's really what I came to the uh, the conclusion. Yeah, I would just say this: that Arizona roster is pretty damn good. Uh, I I feel that way this week. If we don't see it this week, then like, man, are things going to spiral hard? They're already spiraling. I don't know if it can get much worse. They haven't scored any points the last two weeks. So if it can get worse, we'll see Monday night. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's just yeah, it's it's tough for me to buy in. But I mean, yeah, that's why we all get a. Uh, I'll get we all get to uh, pick these games, but it's hard to buy in to the uh, Seahawks at this point in the uh, Russell Wilson peak Carroll tenure. Um, any kind of other games that stand out to you as we kind of wrap this uh, thing up before we move on to the uh, how we all picked against the spread in week 12? Uh, one that stands out is Chargers Broncos. It's in Denver divisional game. Chargers are favored minus two and a half. I kind of struggle picking this one. Uh, I end up just leaning with the Chargers because I've been picking the Chargers a lot and I feel like they're a better team. And I speak so highly of Justin Herbert and that offense all the time. But I think this is a tough game for L.A. It's in Denver. They have a good defense. They have a good running game. You can run the ball on the Chargers. So I don't think I don't think it's crazy that Denver steals a win and wins outright this weekend. But I did go Chargers minus two and a half. I think that's a really interesting matchup. I think it'll be close. Um Hopefully I'm wrong and the Chargers get it done, but it's going to be, I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah, facts. I went Chargers uh, two and a half as well. I just think we watched an Eagles team, not to uh, toot the horn of the Eagles, but we watched the Eagles go into that same Denver stadium and kind of just absolutely bring it to the Broncos. So it's like, I trust Justin Herbert. Um, I have faith in Justin Herbert a little bit more than the Sirianni crew. And if I watch the Sirianni crew go and do their thing in that stadium, I uh, think that the Chargers should be able to get the job done. Obviously division games are always weird with how they turn out but yeah i mean i have faith in them another one that's interesting to me is kind of that vikings niners game they're yep. both they're both five and five so i mean they're both in that wild card picture and really uh, neither wants to get that uh that six loss on the resume obviously the 49ers kind of put things back together in back-to-back weeks they beat up on the uh, rams obviously on monday night football and then they beat the jags who everybody beats up on the jags let's be honest shout out urban meyer 
Uh, the team's just not that good. But then you got Kirk Cousins as well, coming off a huge division win against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, a game that in his tenure they usually lose. So, I mean, I'm interested to see if Dalvin Cook can get rolling, if Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, if those guys, I mean, we could have a lot of firepower. And if that defense can uh, get the Niners off the field right, we know the Niners are going to want to reel off those 12-minute, 13-minute drives and really bleed the clock. And uh, if Minnesota's defense can get a stop or two to kind of shut that down and let Kirk Cousins, who's been pretty good this year, to be honest, um, he's done his part. So, I mean, we got to see how that rolls out. Uh, another, I won't dive into it too much, but we got AFC North kind of similar type thing, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, uh, five, four, and one, six, and four. Neither team wants to lose that. I went Steelers, the line's up to five. I don't know if Zach Taylor and the Bengals are, are going to beat up on another division opponent uh, that bad. Obviously, they did that to the Ravens, but hey, I'm not rolling with that again. As I always say, you pick the Steelers when they're like stupid underdogs. And I think five is kind of it's a high number, uh, especially when they're getting TJ Watt back, Minka Fitzpatrick back. And uh, somehow Ben uh, Roethlisberger is playing decent football, uh, at least for a week. We'll see if he can continue that into this division battle. Yeah, you pretty much nailed the two other games I thought was interesting. Uh, the Steelers won. It, the five is just too many points. I'm very low on the Steelers. I'm probably lower than I should be because they've played good football and they've proved me wrong so far. But five is just too many points. And then, yeah, the Niners-Vikings I think is super interesting. Both teams are trending in a positive direction. They're both playing well. But it's in San Francisco, and I think they just got a slightly better roster. Uh, Greenlaw and Ford are expected to play. Uh, I got to lean Niners, but those are the two other games that I think are very interesting as well. We got some close ones this week. It's going to be a good Sunday. Facts. I went Vikings only because the Vikings seem to cover every time I pick against them. So I said, you know, uh, I'm going to roll Vikings. It's been all season, dude. I picked against the Vikings a lot on like weird th- on three points spreads and it just it works. So, hey, we'll see. I'm going to go the other way. But I mean, let's just jump right over to the spreads for week 12, obviously records above. Uh, Me and you were close. John's kind of a little bit ahead, but he's not out of reach. Obviously, we can both uh, catch him plenty of time. Um, Yeah, these are it. A lot of close games, a lot of tough ones to uh, pick. And uh, any ones that jump out that you really uh, loved? Um, Ones that I like a lot. I'm not crazy about any of them. I would say Patriots minus seven. I like New England here for all the reasons we mentioned earlier. I think they're in a really good spot. But this is one of those weeks where I have a lot of favorites, which makes me a little uncomfortable. But last time I did that, it worked out well for me. So hopefully I can get a repeat performance. Yeah, don't really love any of them. Not even Patriots minus seven, to be honest. I could see that spiraling, but I just rolled with the Patriots because I gassed them last week and said I'd pick them. So, you know, we rolled with them. Uh, the real one I liked out of all these was probably Ravens minus four. I just think they're playing uh, the Browns at a perfect time and uh, they're going to get back on track in a division game at home Sunday night football and just beat the piss out of the Browns uh, is what I expect. So that was really the only one that I could say, hey, I really, uh, I really love that pick. The one, the one thing I noticed about these picks again is this is the second week in a row that y'all both rolled Jags and I went the opposite way. Yeah, I don't know. It's really – yeah, there's no faith on either side of that. That's one where I could wish I could yep. just get a mulligan, right? Do I really trust the Arthur Smith Falcons who are just they're, – they're just bad, right? And it's on the other side. Do I really trust the Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence crew? Um yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of hoping Trevor Lawrence can do a little bit of something and just Matt Ryan's that bad. Josh Rosen's awful. And Felipe Franks is uh, that <laughs> bad, too. So they have three shitty quarterbacks. I just need one guy to be halfway decent for a week, and that's what I settled on, uh, to be honest, on that one. 
And then my my very last point is uh, I was pretty torn with the Panthers minus two against Miami. I see I see y'all both took the Dolphins. Uh, I think I just have favoritism towards Cam Newton. I took him last week, three and a half. He played well. He, they lost. Uh, I'm rolling it, rolling the dice again. Yeah, it was coin flippy. I don't know. I just trust. I guess I'm going to roll with maybe that uh, Dolphins defense can bring back some of that swagger from that Thursday night Lamar Jackson Ravens game and attack the Panthers. And um, but yeah, I mean, that was real. I was torn between that as well, because I've been enjoying the Cam Newton comeback story. I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan in the world, but the comeback story, him being back in uh, Carolina is pretty dope. But I just settled on. Yeah, I'm going to somehow trust Brian Flores and uh, Tua for a week, more likely just trust that defense to attack and be able to bottle up uh, the Panthers a little bit. But I wouldn't be surprised if I was wrong. You know, what I mean, shit happens. We'll, we'll, we'll see a lot of weird ones this week. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's really going to wrap it up for uh, today's show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please like, subscribe, and comment if you have any uh, suggestions. As always, the Spotify link will be in the description of this video. Go follow us over on Spotify as we upload uh, on YouTube and Spotify at the exact same time. And, yeah, I want to thank you for listening. And we will be back next Tuesday to uh, wrap up Week 12 and see uh, where we went wrong.